Happy Friday, Bruin football fans. Yes, one day away from kickoff at home against Colorado at the Rose Bowl. Hope you had a great Halloween. Doesn't matter how old you are. You are always allowed to trick or treat. At least that's what I tell myself. Or maybe I don't tell myself that. All right, welcome in to the Friday edition of Locked on Bruins. I'm Brian Fenley. You can, of course, find me on Twitter. That is a thing. You can email the show. You know how to do that. LockedOnBruins at gmail.com. And most importantly, you can hit that subscribe button. It's been really cool to see the listenership numbers rocketing up because of the Bruin football team getting their act together and winning. It's amazing how those things go hand in hand. All right, so as far as what we have for you on the show, plenty to get to. I obviously want to identify my three keys to a Bruin win against the Buffaloes on Saturday. That's that's important. Also going to point out the struggles from the Buffaloes and where they are most vulnerable and, and why they've done this to themselves again. For another year in a row, they start out strong. They flirt with the hearts of their fans by playing well at the beginning of the year, only to once again, which has become customary for them every single year these days, to face plant at the end of the season. And they have now lost four games in a row with a defense that basically does not even exist. It is very porous and very welcoming Two offenses. What's the cliche everybody says now? The Swiss cheese defense or something like that where everybody can cut it up. I try to stay away from using cliches. I was told early on in my TV broadcast career when I was a weekend sports anchor up in Spokane, Washington, never to use cliches. So I try to avoid that, but in reality, they do make sense in this case. But I I, I do want to compare this Colorado football team in another way as well. The way they started out this season, they were flirting with Buffalo fans' hearts because they started out very well. And so there was this optimism, this enthusiasm behind this first-year head coach, Mel Tucker. And maybe this is the team that's going to get us back into a bowl game and make us a contender in the Pac-12. Kind of like when you first meet that woman that you feel like, Well, she's leading me on. This could be something really cool. Maybe she is the one. And what we've learned and that we've also seen from the Colorado football team this year and perhaps that latest lady, they are just one in a long line uh, of of those who have not panned out. And, And this team is certainly that early optimism has definitely been flushed. And now they are kind of lost in this abyss. And you think about, well, they start out the season. They beat Colorado State. They were on a high. Then they took down Nebraska. Buffalo fans are, well, they're bubbly about how things are going. And and, and like I said, this was kind of like at that, that crossroads where they're 2-0 and to begin this year. And there's this feeling like, hey, maybe somebody in Boulder finally knows what the heck they're doing as a head coach. And and obviously the hype was growing. But then came the back-to-reality moment when they followed up with a loss in overtime to Air Force. But then the next 
you slide by errors. And so momentarily, there's a hope that's restored. Kind of like the girl who you thought would never text you back. Well, she shows up in your life again. And you're happy and those good feelings arise again. And maybe I'm speaking from personal experiences or maybe I'm not. I'll let you decide. But basically what it's turned into since the, the win against Arizona State, it's basically been what I like to call the, the Colorado Special. And what the heck does that mean? Well, it is the avalanche of losses that have now come. And it's basically every year from midseason on, the Buffaloes basically just puke the rest of the year. And it's a yearly thing. And they have barfed in their last four games, all losses. Arizona was close. They fell by single digits. And then they got emasculated by Oregon. Washington State ramrodding them by a ton of points. And then USC, they had a chance, and that was last week, but it ended up being the the granddaddy of last-minute collapses as, once again, the Buffaloes had the lead late in the fourth quarter and then found a way to blow it with a long touchdown drive by USC. And so what we're seeing, a lot of these struggles recently are symptoms of a defense that right now is just in total brain fart mode. I mean, their airheadedness is on full display. And on top of that, it's so surprising to see because, and again, this is this is a young team, and I know this, that's an excuse, but it's a first-year head coach. But for a, a, a coach in Mel Tucker who has just taken over the program, with, with so much invested in defenses. I mean, he is a defensive-minded coach. That is his background. And for them at this stage of the game, this stage of the season, to be so inept on defense is a bit mind-boggling. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they can't turn it around eventually. But right now, this is their definite sore spot to the extreme. Another thing that they're struggling in is red zone scoring, and obviously you need that because it's it's got to be frustrating. Steven Montez is a really good quarterback, and he is the Buffalo's quarterback. He, he's been around the program for many years. It's just he doesn't have the help around him. You know, you, you kind of, in a way, you feel for the guy. You know, he's gone through a lot of coaching changeover recently, and, you know, he, he's shown that he's very consistent. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He, he can throw for 300 yards on a whim in any game. It's just he doesn't have the supporting cast around him. Now, I will say that the Buffaloes have upped the ante with their running game, but their offense, besides their pretty solid running game and one receiver in LaVisca Chenault, there's not a lot there, and unfortunately, the defense, however good the offense is, which it, it definitely is better right now than Colorado's defense, the defense is is basically just ruining everything for the Buffaloes right now. But look, I'm not going to stand here and purport to say that UCLA football is holier than thou and that we don't have our own struggles like those Buffaloes over there because, to be honest with you, UCLA's defense, like Colorado's, has 
negated us from wins this season. I mean, it didn't even matter, it felt, how well our offense was playing. Our defense wasn't going to give us a chance. Now, I don't think that's the same now. I think we have come a long way. But, you know, you look at how we lost to Oklahoma. And by the first quarter, the end of the first quarter, you know, our defense was just getting shredded. And I know it's Oklahoma. But I feel like if Oklahoma, who, by the way, lost recently, and the UCLA team that has played eight games now, if those two went head-to-head, I think this game would be a lot closer. But again, that's a hypothetical situation, and that's part of what I want to talk about on the Colorado side and how they are using hypothetical situations to help them stomach this poor season. You know, those that like to align themselves with moral victories. So we'll have more on what I mean next. But first, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying something like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or, or sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's it's easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process, straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple as well. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked and complete an online visit. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash locked for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash locked. Have you found yourself following a sports team that has a perpetual history of losing? Now, I'm not talking about UCLA in this instance, but maybe I'm talking about another college, or maybe I'm talking about a pro franchise that yearly they always seem to underperform. Now, I can raise my hand and know what that's like because I am a lifelong Clippers fan, and they have a history of ineptitude. But I always find a way to follow them still and check their scores and the latest news. And so I have become a prisoner to a team in following them that continues to wreck my heart and let me down. Maybe you're the same way. Maybe you're a fan of the New York Mets. Maybe you're a fan of the Detroit Lions. And for that, I offer you my condolences. But what I bring this up to explain is whatever team that we follow that just on a routine basis, falls short. I think in our own minds, we try to find ways to stomach the losses or make them not seem as bad as they are. Or we try to justify that they should have won the game if they did this. Or they would have been a better team if only they had this player. Or if that coach left. Or, or whatnot. And so we play these fictional stories in our mind that help us to digest our team's ongoing struggles. And for Colorado and their football team, look, they have been lackluster for a long time now. And so their own fan base is trying to find ways to make sense of what's happening and to try to tolerate it. 
And so while I'm preparing for this matchup in, in Colorado taking on UCLA, I was, you know, obviously searching the internet for all things Buffalo football. And I found an article that was written by Ralphie Report. That's the name of the website. It, it sounds like it's Buffalo propaganda. They're having a hard time trying to, to find positives out of their team's three and five start this year. But I think you can relate to how their thought process, their thought process helps them in terms of dealing with their ineptitude on the football field. The, the article that I wanted to point out from the website is called, quote, The Buffaloes Are Painfully Close. So just by the title, you get a feeling that this is going to have a positive spin to it, even though they're three and five and have four losses in a row. I'm going to read off a paragraph from the article, and, and I think that this will help you understand the mindset of a fan who has to basically undergo year after year torture from a team that falls short. So here it goes. It goes, quote, the Colorado Buffalo should be five and three right now. Six and two, if you stretch your imagination. Oregon on the road, that's a loss. Washington State on the road, that's a loss. But Air Force and USC, those games are two freak plays away from the win column. Arizona is a little bit more of a stretch, but that game still looked good for the Buffs until injuries and Khalil Tate magic made the win look farther and farther away. And then if we fell on the fumble that we caused against USC late, and if our kicker didn't miss the extra point against Air Force, then this is a different season. Okay, have you ever had those sort of thoughts oozing through your mind from another team that you you followed? I know I have. And see, here's the thing. Like, yeah, that can make you feel great right away. Or, I don't know if it's great, but at least it can help you stomach what's going on. But in the end, you're just basically denying reality. And I think at one point, you have to just kind of come to terms with the fact that, you know what, right now we're not that great. And, and I'll be honest with you, you know, if you're a Bruin fan, you, you could pull what that, that writer did in that article and say, hey, well, if, if only J.J. Molson made that field goal late against Arizona at the end, we would have been going to overtime and then we probably would have won. Or what if Dorian Thompson Robinson didn't fumble the ball so much, especially again in Cincinnati, including that lengthy drive in the red zone to begin the game. Or if Joshua Kelly was healthy for week one, oh, by then, by jeepers, we would have won that game against the Bearcats. Or if our offensive line didn't, have so many injuries and Michael Alves wasn't out with a back injury and we were forced to play with a hodgepodge of youngsters maybe then we would have been I'm thinking through the mind of a Bruin fan maybe we would have been better than three and five okay so I got a question for you here does it realistically make you feel better when you know or at least you have this warped sense in your brain that your team could be so close to a much better record than it is by kind of going through these fictitious scenarios, does it make you feel better or a level of like comfort? Or do you even feel more frustrated because you're like, well, we were that close, but we couldn't get the job done. I am of the belief that it makes you feel better. However, only for a certain amount of time. And then reality sets in and that's something that you can't deny. 
Coming up next, my keys to the game and how the Bruins can beat the Buffaloes. So just a reminder, the Bruins are going to be hosting Colorado on Saturday, 6 p.m. Pacific at the Rose Bowl. Can't wait to see how this one transpires. And in anticipation for this matchup, I've got a couple keys to the game that I want to reveal to you. These are three points that I believe the Bruins must accomplish if they want to persevere and prevail against the Buffaloes. My first point here, UCLA's running game needs to continue to be more promiscuous. Spread the love. Joshua Kelly, he's obviously going to garner the lion's share of the carries, rightly so. He is the top back, arguably, in the conference. He leads the conference in rushing yards per game, and his offensive line has done a wondrous job for him. They have improved dramatically, and he has been able to find some really nice, clean holes to run through. But I want to see more from the supporting cast. Guys like Martel Irby, who came in last week after the injury and played, had some nice catches out of the backfield. So how about more Martell Irby, Demetric Felton? He was a little quiet against Arizona State because of the, well, Joshua Kelly running rampant, and that sort of overshadowed the play of Demetric Felton. Love to see more from him. And then Ethan Fernia, how about more from him? We saw that he got some touches out of the backfield, made some nice catches, including a critical fourth down reception that moved the chains for UCLA in the first half against Arizona State. Want to see those guys, and Ethan and Demetric and Martell, if they're not getting the carries, how about getting them running out of the backfield and catching passes? I think that would be a great element that we'd like to see more of if the Bruins want to win. And obviously the Buffaloes are pretty putrid when it comes to defense. They rank nationally 125th in total defense. So that's Good news for UCLA's offense. Another point, second key to the game, no turnovers for Dorian Thompson-Robinson. As much as we've seen Dorian Thompson-Robinson improve with his accuracy, he's been more on target with his throws, and he's thrown some dimes. How about the throw to Kyle Phillips, the touchdown grab against Arizona State? That was a thing of beauty. Or the catch by Chase Cota against Arizona State as he was able to tap a toe in bounds. I mean, these are just phenomenal throws. And the throws that we did not see DTR complete at the beginning of the season. But he's still fumbling the rock, right? He had two last game against Arizona State. And obviously those turnovers are a footnote because the Bruins won. But if they would have lost that game, obviously the turnover issues would have been magnified and we would have been speaking more about them in post-game chatter. So we don't want to forget what happened as far as the turnovers. So I look at it as this. If you're Dorian Thompson-Robinson, or let's say you're, you're a Bruin fan, thinking about his performance and some of the struggles he's had in turnovers, uh, you don't want to forget them, and but you want to forgive him. And, and hopefully what we see from Dorian Thompson-Robinson is more ball control Good news as well, he hurt his ankle against Arizona State. Should not be an issue in terms of affecting his ability to start in this game. It sounds like he's good to go. He's going to have a brace. At least he's been practicing with a brace on his left leg. And I got to tell you, the the, the Buffalo defensive front uh, seems to be immune to the pass rush. So that should be a little bit extra comforting for the sophomore quarterback. My final key to the game. Let's stay stout on special teams. 
We gave up a big return to Arizona State on a punt return in garbage time in the fourth quarter last week. It was sloppy play, should not have happened, but we were up by so much that I think our focus had dwindled a bit. But, but those are the kind of plays that are a bit disconcerting to me. We can't have those because if the Buffaloes and their defense, they're not going to stop anyone or their sister or their sister's sister, they're going to have to find other ways to, to score. I mean, they're not going to get points off their defense. Let me tell you that. So if they get some favorable field position off of long punt returns and kickoff returns, that is going to boost the morale of a team that is really struggling. And they're at a loss for confidence right now because, let's be honest, they've lost four games in a row. Thanks again for tuning in. Always appreciate your time. Again, kickoff 6 p.m. Saturday at the Rose Bowl. Get out to the game, support the guys, bring the noise, and look forward to recapping all that happened on the field on Monday. Have a great weekend. I'm Brian Fenley.